All right. You know what time it is. Hang on to your baby powder and fit kicks. Because it's another arrow panel. Episode number. Who even knows? Just kidding. I do. It's 51. And I am your host for today. My name is Demo. Go by Omid in the real world. And I got here with me uh, Blue Chows. Hello. I'm Dalton, a.k.a. Blue Chows, Blue Chaos, at Run Dalton Run on Twitter. Live from my closet. <laughs> and? I'm, I'm uh, Roger Clark, at Roger Clark on Twitter. And finally, introducing our special guest today, none other than the godfather of stamina himself, Ian, a.k.a. Arky. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Now, did I pronounce it correctly this time? No, I should have said something about that before we started, but yeah. it's okay. It's it's Arkai. Um, I was just I was telling Dalton about this earlier. Like, uh, when I met Mad Matt, I, uh, you know, we never spoke my name at any point, and he just assumed my name was Archie for, like, four years. And it's like, if you were in the hard stuff community back then, it's like, Mad Matt was like God. So it's like, you didn't want to correct that guy. You know? like, <laughs> I so I just that. accepted that my name was Archie for, for four years for him. But uh, yeah, it's, it's our guy. So uh, in putting together some of the show notes for, for this episode today, or uh, excuse me, so Dalton actually put together uh, a little disclaimer saying how to pronounce your name. And so I want to mispronounce it on purpose this time so you could correct me on quote-unquote on air and so we could move past this as a community. So it is pronounced Archai. I have been educated, therefore you all have now been educated. Okay, so we're so happy you're here with us today. Um, I uh, would love to just kind of have you start by telling us um, kind of what the big thing is now before we get into your backstory, what is what is happening now that you've kind of put together that uh, has taken kind of the four panel home community by, home community by storm? Yeah. Um, so right now, um, as of last week, I guess Tuesday was when we launched because I was late. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to go for a midnight release on Monday, but I uh, ran into some issues. Uh, but it's uh, Stamina RPG Four. Um, this is the fourth year we've been doing this. Uh, it, uh, it's sort of like a combination online tournament slash qualifier for East Coast Stamina, um, nine, which is the, the next ECS event that's coming up. Um, it's sort of like, a you know, um, little stamina adventure. Uh, you have tasks to complete, uh, little quests that you can take on, um, there's rankings based off of different metrics that you're scored on. Um, and, uh, you can collect items. Yeah. There's relics. Uh, there's they, a sort they of do stuff. They do stuff. Um, <laughs> so they're sort of combination, like achievements as they would be known in anything else, yeah. but they're also for use in the actual upcoming ECS event. Oh, um, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, the, the theme is built out to, to make use of them. And they're basically like a way that you can, without going into too much detail, it's like, it's just so you can tailor your set um, to be more in line with your particular play style. Because there's some stamina players that are, you know, they like to play the faster stuff. Some people like to play the longer, slower stuff. And some people like to focus on their scoring. 
So uh, the relic system is sort of a way that I can let people play to their different strengths um, without it, you know, sort of taking over the format. It's still bottom line is if you do harder stuff, you're going to perform better in the rankings uh, in, in the actual tournament. But it's a nice little wrinkle that adds an element of strategy. And if there's people that are closely ranked, that can sort of end up pushing them over. So. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So you said this is uh, Stamina RPG 4. Yep. Um, how has it kind of like evolved from the first iteration? Um, it's been quite a, a ride. Uh, so the, the very first one, um, and I might end up giving him props a couple of times throughout this because I feel like a lot of my, my best ideas were in some sense uh, inspired by him. But uh, Raw Input, um, or Mike Rosevine, as he's known on Facebook, um, who happened to win uh, ECS8. It was his first time winning uh, last year, so congrats to him. But uh, he said to me one one time, he was like, man, it would be real cool if, you know, some weekend we just all got together, like him and you know, some of my other friends, and we just went through, like, this list of songs, and we checked them off, and, like, we collectively were just trying to pass all these songs. And there was just, like, this big list of stamina songs that we were trying to get through. And I thought about that, and I was like, Man, that would be cool. Um, and so that sort of eventually manifested in two different things that sort of comprised the major ECS online events each each year. Um, it started out at first as what the .5 series has become, which is the ECS team tournaments. So starting from ECS 4.5, um, there's there's been a team tournament each year. It's 4.5, 5.5, 6.5, 7.5, and most recently 8.5, which is still ongoing. Um, they uh, basically were sort of built around that idea of here's a huge list of songs. Let's try to pass as many as we can. But the, the wrinkle in that is there's three of you on your team, and you're trying to, to do as many of them as you can, basically. Um, the RPG element of that was the checking things off it's like um so when i when it came time for me to sort of make that into a thing um that's where that inspiration came from uh that conversation and uh it also was sort of derived from this problem i had with the way we've been doing qualifiers up to that point um so obviously like before there was ever stamina you know all tournaments were basically like PA, you know, FA, it's all about score attacking. Um, and then Mad Matt started doing his thing. But uh, to a greater or lesser degree, um, score was like this huge element, which like didn't really track with how people played hard stuff. Like, um, so I never really liked it. And it got particularly bad in, in ECS uh, 5, where it's just like, you know, everyone's trying to pass this really hard 18, and it's just like it becomes a score battle. And it's like this, I feel like this is like punishing the people that are not as good at scoring, but can pass way harder stuff than an 18, you know? Like at that point, there are people that were like doing 22s or like, you know, almost doing 22s. Several That's people. crazy. The concept yeah. of a 22 is yeah, just like ridiculous insane. to me. I can't yeah, really but, even understand what that means. As well, a TDR keep in mind, especially back then, ECS five. That's like, you know, people, you know, meme about how pads are now and like how they're oh they just mod them and make them really sensitive whatever. Like that was not so much the case back then. You know, people like Phil Zetterix, 
were banging out like 22s on like pads that in many cases were like pretty deep and pretty not that sensitive. So like it was it was crazy back then. Like the, the people that were really good were like, you know, they were hauling ass. Uh, can I can I swear on this? I, yeah, honestly, we don't. Okay. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I meant to ask that. I, oh, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Phil. Phil is uh, just a legendary yeah. dance game player. Full stop. Uh, you know, pump by G DDR. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. a le- legendary dude for sure. Um, yeah, that's so cool. I think what, one of my questions I had for you, like as as we reflect on, uh, you know, to Roger's uh, point, I don't even know as, as a DDR player what a twenty two would even look like. Um, how do you really get to discern at the higher difficulties? Like, what is what makes a twenty three versus a twenty four, for example? Because in DDR, you know, we bicker about ratings. The community bickers about ratings all the time. You know, like oh, such and such is a sixteen, such and such is a seventeen. At that level, what what pushes something to like a twenty four versus a twenty three? So, and I've seen this memed about sometimes too. It's like, oh, stamina ratings don't really mean anything, and I always feel like the people saying that are like on the outside looking in. But like mm-hmm. in in my view, um, we have like the most structured method for like determining ratings because stamina charts are just so streamlined that you, you literally like your difficulty is you know rate placement uh the speed of the song mm-hmm. and the length of the runs like we're not worried about crossovers gimmicks we're not worried about weird rhythms anything crazy like that going on it's it's we have these pure elements and we can say okay uh you know this amount of stream at this bpm like this falls in the same range as all these other charts that are very, very similar. Mm-hmm. So this is almost definitely this rating. Do, and do, like, you, do you have like an actual like formula or like a program you've written where you can just like plug those things in and it uh, like just... Matt, Matt does. I mean, in, in Rhythm Horizon, he has an algorithm that can calculate on the fly to where you fail, how difficult the chart was, which is really cool. The first time I got to see that was at Bear Papa's 5, I think. And uh, so, like, this is, like, if I can just, you know, give him props for something I still haven't managed after all these years to work into my own tournaments. This is, like, the coolest thing about Bearpocalypse was was that to me, like, the later ones. Like, I don't have a way I can say, you know, you get this number of points for where you got to in the song because that's how hard it was up to that point. I have I have compromises, basically, with my own algorithms to sort of work around that. But yeah, I mean, I have my own systems. The RPG has a number of different metrics. Um, some are based off of rating in part, but then experience points, for instance, is is completely agnostic of um, of anything to do with ratings. It's purely based off of uh, a couple of different factors. Um, I have a parser that goes through charts and pulls out density, uh, BPM, like the amount of 16th stream, um, and things of that nature. And I, I have a formula that basically fits it into a couple of different brackets based off of the amount of stream it has and a number of other, um, you know, things. And that it calculates the points based off of that, which is extremely important uh, because one of the things I added um, to Stamina RPG 3 last year was rate modding. So prior to SRPG 3, it was literally you check a box and that's your credit for the chart. Starting with Stamina RPG 3, um, we added the QR codes and stuff, uh, which meant that I could keep participation very 
easy and low effort, um, but still allow people to enter scores and rate mods, which is something I really wanted to do. The rate mods factor into your experience points. So I can say this chart with this breakdown of this BPM is going to be worth the same, you know, experience as a chart that's rated higher difficulty because it's maybe almost the exact same breakdown of like 16th stream and stuff, but it's at a higher BPM or, you know, what have you. Um, so basically like I can, you know, they, they give me a rate and it looks at the, the chart and it's like, okay, it's this many experience points. And if you had another chart that was, you know, the same thing, but like you turn the knobs, it's like the same over experience. I, I just love experience points. I spent a lot of time working on that. So, it, <laughs> I mean, um, Roger, Roger's a pretty big, uh, RPG fan in general. Yeah, cool. So yeah, most of the JRPGs. So yeah. I think it's like the, the two game genres that I've really care about are like jrpgs and dance games and yeah, it's like same. they're the only good ones really you know <laughs> no i'm with you i mean it's like so and you you were talking about this sort of being like a labor of love earlier but that's that's really what yeah. it is because um i'm able to incorporate the things that i like the most about my two favorite types of games three kind of because last year mm -hmm. there was also an accompanying uh, visual novel and I'm I'm really into to VNs, which is like a really obscure. That's so sick, thing. dude! I had no idea. Yeah, so um, starting with uh, ECS seven, I started injecting little bits of lore, like storyline and stuff. Um, so like through up till present, Stamina RPG four, um, there's like a storyline ongoing, and uh, it's it's you know a lot of it is just like memes and stuff, but there's also like you know it's like there's actually something there a little more to it than just uh funny quests and stuff yeah um, i i like all the uh i mean all the the themes for the different like stamina rpgs or even the yeah. the ecs stuff are like so cool um like uh, this year's animal crossing obviously which is um very timely um those graphics are awesome who d who did the the graphic for that uh, that would be uh, Pluto. Yeah, um, that was I really was pushing for FF Seven Remake um, because like that to me was not just timely but super appropriate. I had to settle for just getting you know a relic in because we couldn't find <laughs> a way to make it work that I was satisfied with. I made the mistake of doing like Final Fantasy too early in the ECSs. I did it in ECS Six, and the logo is like an arrow that looks like a meteor. So it's like I can't do that again. So yes, like, I already did it. What else would be appropriate? Like Midgar? Like Midgar is like its own character practically in Final Fantasy VII. But then I was like, we can't do that from like, it can't be like a side view of Midgar because it's, you know, it's like you wouldn't recognize it. And if it's like a top view, it's like you couldn't it's find a, a way to make that work. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we came up, we kicked a lot of ideas around and eventually I was just like, all right, F it. You want to do Animal Crossing? Let's do that. Yeah. I, um, I people seem to like it. I think the theming... It, it makes it approachable uh, for people, I think, too. I mean, and especially with Animal Crossing. I mean, you guys are over, like, 200 entrants already? Yep. That's, like, more than, like, basically any other rhythm game event that I can think of. Yeah, last year we got up to 370-something by the end of wow. it. Wow. Um, oh, my gosh. We're already on pace to beat that, but it usually tapers off after the first month, but you still see them trickling in there. Yeah, so that's awesome. While while we're still on you know, in the earlier part of the episode, can you kind of describe, like, what stamina is for people who um, 
are listening to this and might not really understand the the dichotomy? Yeah, that's that's probably an important thing to cover. Um, so uh, stamina, I guess if I was going to boil it down um, to the TLDR version, which I'm pretty bad at, um, feel free when I'm just rambling to, to cut me off because I can just go forever if I get started. I mean, but that's anyway. kind of the whole thing with stamina. It's just going forever. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's appropriate. Uh, Come on, Ian. Keep going. You can do it. You can do uh, it. Keep, keep talking. Keep talking. Here, keep I, I still haven't gotten to the point. Um, so there you go. Uh, but yeah, stamina is... It's... it's A lot of people, I think, mistake it for... Um, and I sort of got this vibe from one of the questions I got asked, too, on Twitter. But uh, it's like... A lot of people think it's like, oh, it's just something that's tiring. It's not really what stamina is. It's a type of chart, um, is how I would define it. Um, there's three types of charts um, for hard stuff. Um, and then there's obviously tech stuff and gimmicks and, and all kinds of other things. But in the world of hard things on ITG, which generally is anything beyond like 13s, not to say that there aren't 14s and 15s that are tech too, but they're rarer. But anything basically beyond a 13, you're gonna be looking at one of three types of charts. And one is foot speed. Um, which would be something that is difficulty that's based off of spikes. So like very short uh, duration difficulty based off of high BPMs relative to the block level. Uh, then there's mid speed, which is sort of in between foot speed and the third category, which would be stamina. Um, and uh, what would count as each of these three categories is really dependent on the block level. So for instance, for a 12 or a 13, depending on how you would classify Determinator from in the Groove 2. Um, if you consider that a 12, uh, then let's say it's a 12, that would be a foot speed 12. Uh, Pandemonium would be a stamina 12, or 13. Um, mm -hmm. Should have just went with 13 for that. <laughs> I know there was, there was talk back in the day that that should be a 13 because it was harder to score on. But What, Determinator? Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, way back I, in the day. I suck at it, but I kind of still feel like it's a twelve. Yeah, you know? I agree with that. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, part of that I think is also, and this this is an interesting sort of segue um, because uh, different people have different strengths. So, like a lot of what people say when they're like, "I don't get stamina ratings," it's like, well, it's not that you don't get stamina ratings; it's that you don't understand the interplay between stamina, mid speed, and foot speed because there are people that are good at foot speed and bad at stamina. Um, you can have like a 15 that's like 240 BPM and you can have one that's 150 BPM and those are completely different skill sets um, and it just Oops. sort of scales up from there. So you, you have like expected ranges basically of what you would expect to see in terms of like total 16ths, like longest run uh, and just general breakdowns of, of the measures and stuff for these different types of charts at different BPMs at different difficulties on, on a more abstract level like beyond like you know just the the specific type of chart like what do you think like playing stamina means versus playing tech stuff like what do you think it like does it have a it obviously has a meaning to you like a like a personal like meaning that you 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 obviously like it more than the other stuff I'm assuming because you you put so much energy into this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, I but mean, why is that? And why what, do what, I? What's it all? What's it all about, really? What's it all about? 
Like, why do I subject myself to the, the pain? Um, <laughs> it's like... Keep talking, Ian. Keep going. <laughs> you can do it, bro. So I always, when I think about the different disciplines, so to speak, and the appeal of each one, like, I can sort of understand what draws people to the different things. Like, for foot speed, like, when you get fast and you do fast stuff and you nail it, like, you survive that that run at, like, at foot speed now is, you know, into the 300s for BPM on pad, which is, <laughs> it's, like... It's so ridiculous. I don't even know if you know this, but, like, there's stuff in the RPG that's, like, over 300 BPM. There's, it goes up to 345. Oh, we're talking um, 16th the notes. Fastest. 16th notes, everyone. 16th notes. Uh, technically, 24th at 230, but the equivalent BPM would be 345 16th. Oh, my God. Um, I like how 16th is just, like, the the gold standard of like yeah we 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 sort of translate everything to that and it's helpful for me just because my algorithms and stuff are all based off of 16th so like whenever there's something that isn't 16th when i'm setting all this up i'm like oh, i have to convert this shit <laughs> like it's such a pain um but yeah like uh the appeal for foot speed um is like you're doing a fast thing and it's over and you're you're like not that tired because like it was like two seconds long but you did a fast thing and if you fail, it's like, whatever, it's, it took two seconds and I, it failed and it's annoying. Maybe the pad sucks or maybe I suck right now, but like, you know, it was cool and I did it and it was hard and noobs can't do it. Like, I feel like that's what people are thinking when they're enjoying their foot speed. And then like with tech, it's like, yeah, I'm like so technical and I can like <laughs> do all these rhythms and it sounds really cool with my feet and like everyone plays this stuff and I beat that guy's score and I, I did this match with this guy, and the scores were real close, but I pulled it out. It's like, I get it. Like, that's really fun. Stamina, it's like you're, you're subjecting yourself to pain and torture for extended durations of time, and it's horrible, and you don't want to do it. And a lot of the time, if you're me at least, you don't do it. You stop, and you fail a song, and you're real mad at yourself. But you pick yourself up, and you play another long-ass song, and then you're like, you know what? I'm going to get through it this time. And then eventually you do. And you're like, I did it. And then you collapse and it's great. <laughs> what, Catharsis. What's, what is the, the longest song you've played? The longest song I've played and passed would be, there's longer stuff than this, but the longest one I've managed to get through was a 21 from SRPG3 called Journey to Legendary. Uh, Mike Rowland put, he thinks it might be a 22, but it's three hours long. It's 176 BPM, I think, for most of it. What? And it, it has a spot at the end where That's like... Insane. For 40 measures, it goes up to 220, like, and this is like 10 minutes from the end. So it's like you get to the end, and you're like, your legs are done, and you suddenly have to stream like 50 BPM faster. See, I, I was gonna, I asked this what? question, I asked this question so that I could, like, one-up you. Fuck? So that I could one-up you and be like, yeah, well, I ran a half marathon, which was an hour and a half long, <laughs> but... You played a chart that's okay. twice as long as that. And the, the longest chart, and this is this is even worse. The longest chart in SRPG three is over twice as long as the one I mentioned. What? Wasn't the hardest thing in it, but uh, excess project, com excess project collection, complete or full. I don't remember the name. There's a couple different songs with a similar name. Excess project. It's like an artist. They do hard bass. Um, it's seven hours long. Of 150 to like 155 or something. Has anybody passed it? Like four people passed it last year, yeah. What? Oh yeah. my god. You got a special <laughs> relic. It's a pretty good relic. Yeah. It was worth the effort. 
I, I, I'm literally speechless. Roger said, "Who are these people?" Which I think, which I think speaks to something kind of about the stamina community that, like, it's it's pretty like insular, I think, or like you know, it, it or insular is a little bit derogatory, but like it's low key. Like, it's like well, people, yeah, don't really but know. like the people that play stamina, like just play stamina and like don't really like interact a whole lot, like outside of the community. Like I saw some guy from, I think he's from Montreal. Uh, playing stamina stuff. He was like passing like a twenty three or twenty two or something, a- like H S A R U S or something like that. I don't know. You know um, there's... Oh yeah, Daniel. Yep, I know. Yeah, he, yeah, he posted on Facebook and he's like, "Oh, I just passed a twenty two and I'm like, "I've never heard of this person before," <laughs> and they're doing like this completely ridiculous shit. And, and like, I've been playing this game for like twenty years, and there's like these people just seemingly come out of nowhere. I mean, he, he's probably also been playing for a long time or, you know, he, it, he, his first ECS was like ECS four. So he's, he's been around, but his, he's been making a strong comeback in the last year or two. Yeah. But I, I mean, not just him, but like, there's just so many people that I'm like, Oh, I, I'll like see a video on YouTube that I'm like, I have no idea who this person is. And they are just like absolutely ridiculous at this game. <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes sense when you think about it. Right. Cause it's like, so what's, what's the impetus for, you know, so we, we go get scores, right? We're the tech players. We go get scores. We share those scores with our friends and with social media. And um, it's, like, fun to celebrate. And, you know, there's, there's like, you know, beating people on EMUs. And there's, you know, seeing high scores trump other high scores, right? That makes sense. Um, with stamina, you know, as Ian described, the kind of cathartic feeling of, of you complete a song and then you kind of keel over and pass out and celebrate that with whoever's watching or you know after the fact with just like yourself and friends or whatever it makes sense that that community would be quote-unquote insular or kind of like a walled garden right because like that that specific type of uh you know showing what you did would only be important to like certain people that get or chase after that feeling as well so i don't know I, i i think it's like that in combination of like I think events being very separate, which is something I'd love to hear Ian's take on. Like, should tech and stamina remain separate? Should they come together? Like, how? What? What's? What's? What are your thoughts on that? But I, I, that's my take at least on how on like on like people just kind of look at their own people, right? There's like these networking circles. Yeah, I mean, well, so I I I think that another part, sort of on the flip side, like I think it's a lot easier to understand stamina stuff, like. Like, if I see somebody post a score, like I saw this guy post a 23, and I can see the chart breakdown in the notation on the results screen, yeah. and I could see the BPM, I'm like, oh, this is 230 BPM, and it has, like, 64 measure run, or whatever. Like, I, yeah, I know that's... what that is in my head. I don't need to know what that song is. I know that that's ridiculous. Whereas, like, mm-hmm. with DDR, if you see somebody post a picture of an 18, it's like, okay, it's an 18, and they got... You know, if I said like, "Oh yeah, I PFC'd Astrogazer," you'd be like, "I don't know what the fuck that is." Like, and and you know that this that, is a problem that, for for tech on it on ITG too. Yeah, it's yeah like, with tech, without with tech, the context of the chart, you have no idea if it even matters. Like, you can say, "Oh yeah, like I PFC possession or whatever," right? But then like that versus like you know one of the seventeens, I can't even. I don't, my my DDR foo is not quite up to date, so I'm gonna go with facts like. A PFC on possession versus facts, there's a big difference there, right? Because, like, one has all the ridiculous, like, BPM yeah. changes and it's higher BPM in general and what have you. It's a lot harder Orange to score Orange syndrome. 
Yeah. 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 I mean, but oh, like you were saying, even even with tech ITG, unless I know what the chart is, like yeah. I'll see somebody post a quad on a twelve. I'm like, okay, I have no idea what this is. Yeah. Like that means and, uh, that means nothing to me, really. Um, yeah. And and like the 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 packs and the songs are changing so often that like by the time you kind of get familiar with stuff like there's new stuff and then people are posting scores on the new stuff and unless you're keeping up like you don't know how yeah, impressive you, something you literally is. have no idea so i mean that's what i do kind of like appreciate about like stamina when i do see stamina stuff i'm just like i can look at this i know exactly what that is basically and have a rough idea of how hard and how impressive it is yeah. um so i i personally uh like that aspect about it and i, I think another thing is like that I, I think that the reason why people are drawn to stamina versus like tech is because like tech requires like absolute perfection, basically, um, with, with score, with scoring, like that is your end goal. And, you know, if you're trying to PFC something in DDR, if you get like one great, you're like, oh, that's it. And you have to give up and, or, you know, start again. Right. Whereas like stamina, like inherently has, or I mean, foot speed or any hard stuff has inherently has like. A little bit of a buffer built in like that that you're not going for that quite that same level um and so it, it you know you're just like pushing your mind and your body of like how... it's a different kind of challenge Exa- the exactly best way to say it without it, making it sound like one is better or worse than the other it's no like... I, I'm, I'm like absolutely not trying to i'm trying to like give props to, to yeah i didn't i didn't think you were trying to do that i just that... wanted to to rephrase in a, in a way that couldn't be taken that way yeah no it's it it they're very different challenges, but I think yes. that that's like why they appeal to different people because like yes. even personally, Absolutely. like I, I get fed up with like the, the per- perfectionist kind of thing about DDR or like even, you know, old school ITG trying to like 99 yep. something. It's like, Oh, I got to miss, have to give up. Whereas with, with, you know, if you're trying to pass with 23 or whatever, it's like, okay, I'm this doesn't matter in, in the, the grand yeah. scheme of things. Even, even if you're trying to get a good score on a 23, like, you know what? Like you, you don't have to worry about getting that one miss because a good score on a twenty-three is like you know mid nineties or something. Yeah, <laughs> even lower than that. Like I guess best like top level score on like a twenty-three, like the best anyone's ever done is gonna be you know mid nineties, upper nineties, like ninety-six ish. Like a good score is like upper eighties realistically. Wow. So yeah, yeah. I mean, going, <laughs> I can't. Just watching all of the SRPG4 streams lately has just been so inspirational because I have been a tech player my entire life. And obviously when you say it, it's extremely straightforward and it makes perfect intuitive sense that there's, you know, foot speed, mid speed and stamina. That makes perfect sense. But on the outside looking in, that doesn't always seem readily apparent. It's like not super obvious that there's delineations, I guess. Yeah. And so um, my my kind of poison of choice has been trying to put everything on FA plus and and do stamina FA and that's been super fun for me. Um, that's what I like to, to do too. Yeah, I know. It's, so I bring it up. Like Roger and I both kind of share scores in in the same server, and it's like I think for us we get to do the stamina portion of that kind of trifecta you described, and then we still get to keep our tech DNA yeah. intact, and it's it's super super fun. So. Yeah, um, it- yeah, it's cool that you can kind of customize it, just like tech, right? You can play songs with brackets, play songs with foot switches, you can play straightforward stuff, gimmicky stuff, like chaos, whatever. Um, it's it's customizable to an extent. 
Yeah, and um, I mean, I'm I'm with you there uh, on the the stamina phase stuff. I mean, that's like, you know, I don't know how much we're gonna get into like you know ancient history here about any of this stuff, but like you know my my origins are very much in the stamina FA vein because back in my day there weren't stamina charts beyond like 16 so the only option was to get good at FAing it so I did I mean I have like 998 on uh, like every pendulum chart basically so yeah I mean so I mean I, I think that going back in time would be interesting to hear about of, of like how the stamina scene kind of came to be you know of course with officials there was the pendulum stuff which you wrote and there was like the dragon force stuff which back in back in the day like uh you know stamina to me was like 140 to like 175 and then like <laughs> 200 was like where foot speed started and now like it just all kind of blurs together um, and that you're having people do stamina stuff that is faster than like foot speed used to be. Like I still can't yeah. do like 220 BPM runs. Like even like a measure of 220, I can't. I can you know sometimes yeah. do. Um, so it's just like absurd to me. But but so, I mean, from your perspective, it sounds like you've been there from the beginning. That like how how did this sort of scene evolve and sort of become what it is? I mean, it's a huge question, but like you know, become what it is today. Yeah, so, I mean, as far as my own experience and what I can speak to, I, I, like, started in 2006. So there's parts of the history that I only know a little bit about and wasn't really there for, but it sort of started, like, with many things, with machines getting hacked and then R21, because um, the very first things people were playing were keyboard charts. So, of course, like, One More Lovely, Vertex Beta, Strange Program, Holy Orders, all that, you know, shit. Um, and uh, you had people like uh, Evil Dave and uh, Cali Mist, Duckamuck, uh, you know, playing that stuff. And uh, a lot of, you know, the the early idea of what constituted a hard song and how you played those songs was based off of those days you know, back in like 2007, 2008, I guess is when that really would have been getting off the ground. It, but it's funny because um, those charts were made like, like one more lovely, like, I don't even know what year that was made in it was like probably oh, like yeah. 2002 no or something like. Yeah. So, I mean, that some of that stuff is really old, you know, uh, but um, yeah, so it, it sort of started with that. Um, and then uh, it sort of progressed I would say, to charts intended for pad play that were that difficult. So like when I'm talk saying that difficult, I'm talking like 14, 14 and beyond. If I was going to name a person, and there were a couple other people um, that were writing stuff, uh, but the, the first person really was Brandon, uh, the Cosmic Pope, and um, Cosmic Reincarnate, Cosmic uh, Apocalypse, uh, those packs really had the first, like, 14-plus content written for PAD. Uh, stuff like Lol at Speed, uh, Decepticon, in, in Reincarnate. And then um, then you've got, uh, obviously, all the Dragon Force stuff and Cosmic Apocalypse. 
and a bunch of other oddball charts that are completely lost to, to history at this point. Stuff like there the was Bobby like Rubble and Boss on Parade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in like FA tournaments and stuff because it was kind of techy, right? It had some yeah, gimmicks. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was at yeah Fort Rapids Four. Was it that was yeah. in the, the Fort Rapids pack? Yeah, that's 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 the one you uh, played against Mad Mad at, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, I was there for that. Who did the uh, original Blue Army? Original Blue Army, yeah. Um, I remember so, playing that in the tournament in like 06. I think it's, was that a keyboard chart? Though? That was a keyboard chart. However, so, Brandon yeah. also stepped the long version of it in Cosmic Reincarnate. Mm, okay. um, so there's sort of two original Blue Armies. And then I stepped the like the first like uh, real stamina version of it because I stepped one that didn't. Okay, this is worth mentioning too. So like stamina stuff used to involve jumps and other weird shit like gimmicks. <laughs> So like the old blue army had just like it was like there's like jumps everywhere. Yeah. yeah. You know, even worse than like I, I remember making twice. charts like that, dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was that was a thing. I like, mean and then you, there's vertex beta, which is just I mean and those ones like you could forgive it because it was those were keyboard charts. You know, they were written for keyboard originally, but like it took us a while to figure out that doing a lot of jumps really wasn't that much fun. <laughs> um Correct. I mean I'm I'm pretty good at jumps because I lived through that period, but I mean, I'm one of the people that definitely pushed for it being more stream oriented and, you know, getting rid of the extraneous elements and just, you know, sort of diluting it down to the base form of stamina, basically. Uh, but yeah, so you got your Dragon Force. And then um, speaking of the, the basic dressed down stamina chart, uh, refined to its pure elements that started i would say with rhapsody of fire um which directly inspired uh myself um i did disbalance two and three which sort of uh a lot of that stuff ended up in sharpness streams and pendulum um so um that was like the next step and then around the same time uh zaya um, if you know who that is, he did Cirque de Beast, um, and Atat, um, did Mocking the Marathon, and he was, like, working on O'Henry, Mad Stamina, um, and those are, like, I would call, like, the seminal packs for, like, modern stamina, those and Sharpel Streams, um, because a lot of the stuff from those three packs ended up, uh, in Sharpel Streams. And you can sort of trace back the the modern style of charting to to that. Um, so, so what? Uh, I I'm trying to think back to like the first the first like stamina thing that I like the crazy thing was when Cali missed and you mentioned Cali missed earlier. Yeah. And who is now like he literally like went to the Olympic marathon qualifier. No, really? Recently, yeah, no, in... in yeah, he's uh, such a, runner. a good runner. He's yeah, insane. in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, he can. He runs, like, four and a half minute miles or something. Like, he's... That's not On the regular. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. But, yeah, so he, like, actually went to go qualify for the um, Olympic, like, marathon team, basically. But I, I remember he did... They made a two-hour-long... I think it was called the Jean-Claude Van Damme Challenge... <laughs> Yes, I attempted that uh, right after he made it. Yeah, um, and so I mean, it was just a two-hour chart, and then but it didn't even nope. have a song to it. They just plugged an iPod into the, oh the Dedicat. So if you really want to know the, the <laughs> annoying thing about that chart, 
Uh, there's a bug with OpenITG, and I think I think with stock ITG too. But I think the reason I'll get into the reason why it didn't affect JJ. So like, obviously ITG is like based off of Stepmania, and OpenITG was based off of Stepmania, uh, three nine five and whatever. Um, there's like this relic of it being Stepmania called like Max Two Scoring, and if you're if you're playing a song with over a certain number of steps, it will legit just like crash Stepmania. <laughs> um, if you're if it's rated too high, and like I think it's like if you have the rating, you can get to like a higher number of steps if the rating is lower or something. Oh it's, wow! It, it's complete BS. But so like right after Cali Miss made that chart, which as you were saying. It's like 140 BPM, just a solid stream for two hours straight. I was too afraid to talk to him back then because uh, I was, you know, kind of a new guy. I was like doing 15s and 16s, but, um, you know, I he was Calimus. He was like getting, you know, like 96s on all now. So, uh, but uh, so I made my own version of it, which was just, you know, the same thing. I just not the same exact arrows he had placed. And I did the same thing. I had my own music playing the whole time through. Got an hour in. And OpenITG crashed on me. And oh. I just sort of sat down and cried for a little bit. Because I was like, oh I was going to pass it, man. <laughs> You're like, I was it was a terrible good. experience. Oh, yeah. No, I was going for it. But uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, you're right. That was like the first like really crazy stamina thing. Like no, no way you can really um, call it something else, right? Because uh, back in the day, hard stuff was just hard stuff. There wasn't really a division between foot speed stamina jump stream you know anything like that it was all just hard stuff it was 14 plus um but yeah that was like the first pure stamina challenge uh and then mad matt you know around the same time was probably when he switched from no bar to doing foot speed uh stuff with bar um oh yeah sometimes and... i forget that matt used to play no bar <laughs> yeah mad matt matt, matt matt no bar kid yeah um, he was pretty good at it uh i was more impressed with like his like he got like stars on like inferno plex and uber rave like without the bar i wasn't very impressed by him bracketing through like through the fire and flames you know like i let me just say for anyone that was around back then which might just be like i don't know i don't know how long have you been around roger i have no idea i know you two are like ancient like mm-hmm. i've maybe even more so than me but i've been around the whole time um i started playing ddr in uh 2001-ish and okay, so you're yeah we you're we were like one school. of the first 20 arcades to get itg and you know but yeah you, you, roger wasn't around a whole lot for like the itg gotcha days yeah i was kind of kind of a hater but you know it is i'm, I'm no longer as much of a hater <laughs> well so let me just say from the start when when bracketing was a thing i thought it was bullshit it was stupid i hated it like, and for anyone listening to this that doesn't know the history, it used to be a thing that people would play hard stuff and, like, you know, when you would get tired, you would just sit on the brackets and mash on them. Like, and somehow, like, that was considered a legitimate pass. Yeah, you, you should know? never be able to do that in a tournament, especially on, like, a 17. <laughs> yeah, on The Ordeal Becomes Great, yeah, right? No, that's that t- <laughs> totally a, a bullshit... Um... I, I remember that kind of thing specifically being um, one of the reasons why I was, like, not interested in this kind of thing. Because I was like, well, these look, look at this. Like, the game that I like is the one where you, you know, you, you pick up your feet and you stomp really hard. And, and you actually try to hit the arrows, right? Yeah. And, like, look at these people. They're, like, they're just cheating. What they're doing isn't hard or whatever. 
but you know it's like not everyone was actually doing that and it was clearly just a phase that people went through yes is yeah i think bracketing is the the bar argument of stamina (laughs) (laughs) it was back in the day it's it's gone i've i i will take credit for eliminating that completely it's like i even got um you know some of the the people that held on to that clung to it for for dear life i i got it out of their system so i uh (laughs) I'm I'm proud of that. It was the stupidest thing ever. I hated it. And but you know, it was it was pretty funny in tournaments because a lot of um like FA players would pick up on it and you know, they would learn how to do this so that like, you know, if someone tried to pick a hard song on them, they would just try to cheese through it. Um which you were sort of alluding to earlier, right, with, with your match against Matt at FR four. Um but like since I never learned how to bracket, I just learned how to always, you know, fucking pass the song. So it didn't matter for me. Like it was just a warm up when when FA and stamina were all still in the same tournament. I just pick my stuff and they would bracket and I would just enjoy the free warm up and they would enjoy losing. <laughs> there you go. So Ian, I want to go to uh, Twitter real fast. We got a lot of questions for you on our on our SF Evolved handle. Uh, I want to start with one from at DDR Sensation, aka Vincent ITG. He asks, what advice do you have for tech or timing focused players in either DDR or ITG who are nervous or skeptical about trying stamina? And he also asks, what are the takeaways and skill sets that transfer best that will make them better players? Yeah, so um, this it's funny that this is the one we're starting with because I literally I'd gone down the list like making sure I had something in mind for all of these and this was the next one that I hadn't gotten to yet. <laughs> um, I just gotta hear it off the top of the dome. Uh, yeah, so let's I'm go. just gonna be Come on, Andy, you can do it. One. Let's go push. Sixteen more measures. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um so <laughs> people who are nervous or skeptical about trying stamina. So I think I think stamina is a necessary skill no matter what discipline you're into on on dance games. Um, Like, if you want to be able to score well on stuff, you you need to have the energy in order to output, like, your scoring. Like, for me, like, like pretty much anyone else that started around the time I did, like, officials were, like, you know, your bread and butter hung in the groove. And, like, you know, what what inspired me to start playing was seeing, like, uh, Adam Stiles you know, 98 in Hardcore the North, <laughs> you know, that an old ass video of him doing that. And, uh, you know, that I just wanted to do hard stuff and I just kept shooting for the hard stuff. But what I found was eventually after I was able to do really hard stuff beyond what was in the officials, was when I went back to the officials, I had so much stamina that I could just dump all of it into scoring on those officials. Mm-hmm. So like suddenly, like, you know, it didn't matter so much that maybe I would, you know, get edged out on like a, a nine or a 10. Cause I knew like I could probably win on a 12 or a 13 if it came up in a match. Yeah. And that definitely applies to, you know, DDR now. Um, there's tons of really technical high end stuff in DDR that stamina is absolutely something that you would need in order to perform on it. And let me just say, like, if you really love DDR and you're really into it and you're only trying to score on stuff that's like up to, you know, a modern day 14 or whatever like you're not like there's a whole part of the game that you're ignoring um and as much as some of those charts might not be the most enjoyable they're still a part of the game and i I think being a well-rounded player it's important to expose yourself to that stuff and like if you really want to be competitive 
like I don't know. I I think to me it's more exciting to see people really go in and and try to do something with those higher end charts, even if they're hard, even if they're hard to be consistent on. I mean, a, a large number of the people that were most successful back in the day when when I would go to FA tournaments for in the groove were people that could do the best on the highest end stuff, you know, stuff like epileptic crisis or vertex squared or, you know, whatever it happened to be the, the highest end techie chart available. You know, they were famous for being able to kick ass on those songs. Um, so, you know, I think it's a valuable skill. As far as being skeptical about trying it, um, you might be surprised. I think you would enjoy it more than you think, especially if you check out a format like Stamina RPG uh, you know, it was being alluded to earlier, um, uh, you know, there's a whole stamina FA component to this, uh, where you are heavily rewarded for performing well on these charts. And not all of them are just straightforward stream charts. I've definitely included content that is more difficult to, uh, score on. Um, if you're looking for that kind of stuff, uh, stuff like Sound Chimera, um, in the base pack is definitely going to be up your alley. Um, there's also some stuff like uh, Filthy Friends Unite, I think is the name of it, um, uh, and 2D Universe. Those are both unlocks. If you're interested in trying to do some more tech FA stuff and you're listening to this, I definitely recommend checking out uh, the Zaya's Circus and Zaya's Wish List quests. Uh, you might find some stuff that would appeal to you if you're looking for stuff that's challenging to get a good score on. So I actually thought this was sort of an interesting question because as we said like stamina rpg has like the most entrance of like basically any dance game tournament essentially um and so like i i feel like stamina is actually like the most accessible and approachable form of i think because it has such like a linear progression Yes, I, I meant to touch on this earlier. That's an excellent point that I definitely wanted to mention something about. So yeah, the progression in stamina. Like, with tech stuff, so much of it is like, you did, going from one day to the next, you don't, you don't really feel yourself getting better, right? Like, you might see some scores on specific songs, like the excellent count or the, the perfect count going down or whatever, right? But it's like, you know, it's, it's really easy to get yourself into bad mental funks like, you know, get, like, bad muscle memory. It's really easy to, like, you know, get out of it for a little while, and then suddenly, like, there's all this new content in FA packs that you don't even know. And it's just, like, with stamina, it's, like, as long as you're making consistent effort, like, I will say, if you drop stamina and come back to it after a while, getting back into it sucks <laughs> because, like, you have no stamina and you have to get it back. But it comes back, you know, in a couple of weeks. It's, it's always been easier for me to come back to, like, FA and stuff and tech like, that's usually, like, a session or two. Stamina it can take longer to build that back up. But, like, stamina, it's just, like, it's, like, you can see, okay, I passed this song, and then a couple of weeks later, I passed this song that's a higher difficulty. And it's, like, I did better at this difficulty at this BPM. It's, like, you can track your progress, and it's a lot easier to really, like, understand how you're improving. Whereas with tech, it's, like, am I, am I improving? Am I working on the right things? Am I just getting better at this one song by playing it a 100 times in a row? Like... Yeah, uh, it's always my, been hard my, for me to approach. My it's been interesting recently because uh, my girlfriend's been getting into um, stamina stuff actually. Okay, that that's um, cool. like she she used to play ITG kind of back Same. in the day. 
Um, I mean, yeah, she used to play ITG a long time ago and has been playing DDR recently, but now she has access to a, a cab for a while. So she's been playing and she's like immediately clicked with stamina stuff. And she's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm playing this, you know, 130 BPM song. She's like, oh, I want to try, I'm going to try 135 BPM song. That's like right. same, it's about the same difficulty, but you can just like really, really incrementally and very like easily understand like, okay, this is harder than that. Whereas like yep. w- with DDR and things like it's so difficult to tell, like wh- like you can play 118 yeah. and like pass it and then play another like Pluto relinquish and just like fail immediately. And you're like, what the hell was that? But, <laughs> but it, that, that stamina I think is approachable to so many people because you can just like really easily see your progress like yeah. that. And you, you know, specifically like how to tweak, tweak the knobs you know, like either, oh, this song is longer or this song is faster or this song has, uh, you know, a longer run in it or whatever that um, I think it's just really easy for people to tell like that they are making progress and like how to make progress. Uh, whereas with tech stuff, it's just so uh, like opaque sometimes. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that completely. Um, and you articulated that really well, better than I could. So, yeah. As somebody who doesn't really play stamina, I, I well, found it easier when you're on the outside looking in to like <laughs> yeah. make some some of these observations. I, so. I I found I was like going through old photos of my phone the other day, and I found um, I played the was, what's the pendulum vocal mix? Uh, uh, hold, hold your color hold, your, hold your color vocal mix. Yeah, I found yeah. I found uh, an old score i got on that from like four, yeah, i remember you playing that four years ago when or you something and I was like, got into pendulum for a brief stint a couple years ago yeah i was like uh, i was like oh that was the last like stamina thing i did i don't know sometimes when i go back to fresno i play um some eurobeat chart i love eurobeat i think roger does too um loves playing the eurobeat kind of i uh, that's it's a, just that, so easy it's it's, but it's it feels like it's not yeah it's 160 is like the perfect stamina bpm for me right now because like it feels challenging and this is going to sound ridiculous to you but like it feels a little bit challenging like 140 is kind of boring for me but then like 160 i'm like okay i can do this and like i can push myself but then when i hit like even pendulum stuff i'm like okay i this is like hard for me like to do 174 um, so I really, I really like that 160 to 165 <laughs> sort of range that a lot of the Eurobeat stuff falls into. I, I love the comfort zone. It's so comfortable. Yeah, the comfort zone is a big problem. Like, uh... <laughs> give me 138 all day, baby. 138. Yeah, I, I've got to find ways to that. push people to those higher BPMs because what what ends up happening is that like there's now this huge bottleneck of people that like they keep doing longer and longer stuff at 160 or whatever. And like, that's as high as they'll go. Like trying to get them to do the 170 stuff. It's like, and the problem is that like, you end up having the only way that you can really push your, your block rating at that point is like doing stuff. that's like seven hours long. You know, the only way you're going to get a 21 at 150 BPM is to do seven hours of it. Yeah. You know, there's a four hour unbroken 140 BPM stream. Uh, my, my girlfriend, uh, Made, she passed that and she has passed 117 at like 173 but she passed that and that's like a 21 and i never passed that's it you know i've tried it like several times like one time like i went into shock because like i didn't drink enough water beforehand and i was just like i got cramped up i walked off and then i sat down and i, I just started shaking and i could not oh, stop God. 
Um, and then all the other times Sounds I just fun. wrecked my heels. Sounds normal as heck. But she runs like marathons and stuff. Uh, so um, for her, something that's slower, she could just push herself through it. Yeah. Um, how, how, how much of it is mental? So much of it. For stamina specifically, like if you're doing something that's like at a BPM that you've progressed to the point of trivialization is sort of how I think of it. Like it's all just mental at that point. Like your, your physical ability is, is no longer a question, you know? Um, so like a lot of times that ends up being the way I think about it is like, if you're doing like a chart with over 500 measures of something, you've trivialized it. Like you could just do it basically forever at that point or effectively forever until your body um, just like gives up. Yeah. Like the, the, the problem at that point literally becomes like everything else, but your legs. Like if you're doing something with much more run than that, then you're talking about 20, 30, 40, 50, you know, hour plus, uh, to make it the difficulty that it is. And at that point it's like, do I want to keep subjecting myself to this pain, the sweat, the, you know, my arms are going numb, like, or do I want to stop? And, that's like the marathon stuff. That's uh, that's like pure stamina, and some people don't like it. Some people that are into stamina don't like really long stuff. I'm I'm into it. Like I sort of like had a big hand in pioneering that and forcing it down everyone's throats. Uh, but there are people that really they like the shorter stamina stuff. They hate doing anything that's long. There's like there's too many environmental factors. It's like you drip swell on the pad, and then it's like for the next. 200 measures you're just like fucked and like you know your foot's dragging and you, you have to have, so relatable you have to have somebody like they're squirting baby yeah there's literally on. like pit crews like yeah. you'll get oh, for like really long so stuff funny. you'll, you'll I... definitely want to ask for help because it's like um you can do it without a pit crew but especially if it's like a, you know for instance the four hour you know 140 stream or eternal nectar which is two hours of unbroken 160 your comfort bpm you should try that sometime um <laughs> It's literally, you don't have any breaks. So it's just an unbroken stream, you know? Uh, the 140 BPM thing is 800, sorry, 8,000 measures of 140 BPM. Unbroken. Where are people finding this music that's a constant BPM for two hours? Well, so that was actually a mix put together by um, uh, Fiera's fiance or something. I don't know. The, uh, but yeah, it's, it was just like a mix. Uh, Eternal Nectar was just Nocturnal Nectar, which is like a 15-footer looped, or 16, sorry, it got re-rated. I'll get lynched for that one. Um, it just looped for two hours, which was absolutely miserable, because like the song is just kind of like droning dark side trance. So it's just like, for two hours straight. Oh Most miserable experience of my life was doing that short. Um, but yeah, if it's unbroken, you just like can't, there's no you have to have a pit crew. There's no way, like if the pack gets sticky, you just fucked, you just have to deal with it. If you want water, you're fucked. You can't, you can't drink it. Like my friend Mike, he he has like these crazy strats he does. He like suspended like water from the ceiling one time so that he could like drink from it like without help because he wanted to play an eight hour chart while no one else was around. Like he was trying to do the salary man challenge, which is like nine to five streaming. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> so uh, he, he rigged up some stuff to do camelback. that. Yeah, I was going to say camelback. Yeah, well... And- that would be the the way to do it now, but that wasn't as much of a thing back then, I don't think. Um, this is this was a, a couple of years ago. So this is actually this is all an interesting segue to another question I've been wanting to hear your take on, which is um, from at JC underscore Denton forty six. 
What's the best way to gain stamina in general? Is it the longer sessions with easier and harder charts? Or is it harder charts the entire time for a shorter but harsher session? Yeah, so Just this like, one I actually yeah. have notes for, so good pick. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so like... I wonder uh, this myself all the time. And I, honestly, people get the, this question for DDR too. So I, I think some of the philosophy behind it can apply to, to DDR too. So... Um, I thought the way this question was phrased was interesting because it's like, what's the best way to gain stamina? So there's sort of a question of definition there, right? Like, are you talking about what's the best way to become better at stamina or what's the best way to literally improve your cardiovascular health? Like, are you talking about literal stamina or are you talking about stamina charts? I'm not sure which way this was intended, but um, the, the, for the latter uh, one, it's sort of simpler, you know, like if you're just trying to get more physical stamina, like literally just be tired less and be able to do more tiring things without stopping or whatever. Just it's it's pretty much just as simple as playing more of it, pushing yourself, not just like, you know, giving up real early. Um, like, honestly, that um, is a major component. A lot of people in conjunction with this type of question will ask something along the lines of, um, and I think there's actually a question about this too, uh, you know, uh, should I, should I do stuff besides ITG? Like what exercise should I do? do I think the question on, on Twitter was like, what, what do top players do for exercise besides this? Um, so I'll tie this into this answer here. Um, so like that stuff will help for sure, but sort of where I'm going with all this stuff that I'm saying right now is that the number one thing that's going to make you better at playing harder stuff, whether it's DER or ITG. And I said this before, but I'm going to super emphasize this point. You have to play it. Just have to play it a lot. There's not, there's not like a quick solution. You just have to grind it, man. It's like an RPG. You just got to grind the EXP, you know? So there's no like, supplements that you can take that, that are going to make you better at 15 there, there are people that like, you know, they'll be like, oh, I, I tried that no explode stuff. You know, it's like, pre-workout supplements but i'm doing that crap i mean like zephyrox is like vegan yes correct like like, there are people there are people of all different types of diets that have been very successful at stamina specifically you know he's vegan i'm vegetarian uh there are people that you know do keto and they play and they're good uh you know like my, my friends mike and amy are both extremely successful tournament players. They both placed in the last ECS. Oh, I saw Amy um, post some scores yes yesterday or two days ago that were just like mind blow. Like I knew she was good at stuff, but I was, she was passing like twenty fours and and twenty fives. I think Amy deserves so much more recognition that, than she gets because she's just an absolute monster. Like she she does stuff that's way beyond what I can do. Um, but uh, but yeah, like you know they they mostly you know, stick away from like carbs and stuff. You know, they eat meat. They're also very good. So, you know, diet doesn't really matter that much. Okay, I shouldn't say that. Like, probably a good idea to not eat like shit. But if you have a diet that's, you know, by some metric considered healthy and conducive to doing physical activity, then you're probably going to be okay with it. You probably don't need to to really stress about it that much. Um, In terms of, like, is running going to make me better? I mean not being completely sedentary is going to make you be in a better position to perform better, but you have to play the game to get better at the game. 
And the way you would work on getting better at stamina, like if we're talking about stamina charts, is what I would always recommend is um, a bottom-up approach. So start with low BPMs and work your way up. Don't stop. start doing like foot speed stuff and try to go down. Um, the reason I say this is because the form that you can use at a high BPM and get through like a four measure run is very difficult um, to, not difficult, it's very different. There we go, that word, that D-I-F word, that D-I-F-F word. <laughs> um, very different uh, from the form that you would need in order to sustain that same BPM for 800 measures, you know? Like you can get away with just like throwing yourself around, like stomping around if, if the stream is really short. And this is something that would definitely apply to like DDR and pump and stuff too. Like you want to really like focus on working your way up on stuff and not like, you know, just jumping to, to fast stuff and, and going down. I think that's probably my, my best advice. And besides that, it's not just staying in your comfort zone. I'm not saying that to pick on you guys, <laughs> but it's legit. If, you're, if your goal is to progress through the block ratings and stuff and stamina, you absolutely have to push yourself to, to go for higher BPMs because otherwise you're going to end up in situations where you're streaming 160 for two hours straight. No, I don't want to do that. And there are very few people that would find that fun. <laughs> um. I, can't, I couldn't agree with you more, man. Like I, So I played DDR for 10 years, 2000, 2010, and then I stopped for a lot of reasons and started playing again when Ace came out in 2016 and, and I was like failing 17s and 18s legitimately. Like I... Uh, could not get through them and it was 100% because of endurance or stamina so you know I bought a machine in 2017 I was just playing a lot of DDR also but I think that the idea that um, you know you said this a while back uh, just playing the game more yeah. making you good is a definitely it's definitely a true thing and it, and it works across games right so the reason why I was failing 17s and 18s in DDR is because I was just out of shape uh, after not playing for six years of comp like competitively so uh, once I got my stamina back up, everything else that was like kind of lower became a lot easier. So um, that's why I love uh, playing through SRPG for now. It's just like it's just so feels so good to be in that comfort zone and share scores with Roger and yeah. compare compare White Fantastics and and with Ninevolt also like a lot of a lot of kind of hype uh, score sharing, but also um, just try to see how many measures I can go and how fast. It's like it's it's yeah. super fun. Um, I, I was actually just going to ask you a question, and I found that there's a very similar one here on, on Twitter, actually, from um, Etienne, who, isn't he the, the, the uh, Stepmania player who did the... He is a very skilled Stepmania player, yes. Yeah, wasn't he the one that did the um, the showcase at GDQ? Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so I was going to ask sort of a similar question, but he's like, um, what's your take regarding passing versus scoring? Um, you know, it seems like players are rewarded more for efficient manipulation of the early windows to get passes rather than someone obtaining a cleaner score on lower dif difficulties. Kind of goes on talking about the, the 77.401 thing about uh, Fair Apocalypse, <laughs> which I, I remember the uh, discussion around that. Um, but I, I mean, my sort of take on this was like, at you know, if you're moving up through the the difficulties, like if you can do a 16 or 17 and you're getting like 80% on them, like, how do you know when to like go to the next level? Like, 
do you keep playing 16s until you can like get like a 95 or 96 on them and then you're like okay i can go to like a 16 now or do you just like all right i passed a 16 i'm gonna go to a 17 um yeah that really depends on the person um and you know to speak to some of the stuff he said before i get to that um in terms of manipulating uh scoring to take a advantage of the great window and, and, and whatever. Um, I mean, it's, you're really only getting an advantage if you're playing a chart that has like six measure runs, right? Like if it's a chart where you have to sustain the speed that you're doing, like you're not, you're not going to like get through the run by starting it early and ending it late, <laughs> like you would on a foot speed chart. If you're doing, you know, a stream at 260 for 180 measures straight, like you're not gonna start that early and end it late and have that make any difference. Like, like you can't fake it. You can't yeah. fake it. Like yes, you're you're not stepping on time, but you're moving at that speed. <laughs> like there's you would fail. Like ITG has pretty strict life mechanics. Um, not as strict as like trying to play. I, I don't know, like pump on on uh, what is it, stage break off or whatever or stage break on. I can never remember which is which, but it's, you know, I'm it's very strict, especially compared with modern DDR where yeah, modern like, DDR is very lenient, especially considering there's like no mash prevention. Yeah. And what no. I mean by that is like goods, like don't hurt your life. Right. Yeah. So you can literally, the way I look at it, if, if bracketing is, is not a thing that's banned, a pass on DDR is almost like completely meaningless, uh, as its own accomplishment, because, you can just pass. <laughs> you know, I'd, all I'd you have to do most, is just get on the brackets. Most higher level players would probably agree with that, but it's, I don't know, it might not, it might not be the, the case for Endemion Challenge. Yeah, but, I, I was going to say the same thing, know. that like Endemion is like the one song that I have, I like have to bracket because I just like cannot do it. Yeah. Um, but I, broad strokes. I, 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 I don't know if you've given it a shot, but if you haven't, you should. I don't have access to DDR anymore. Uh, I mean, even even to... try it on. You're sitting uh, on a machine right now. Yeah, it's... <laughs> you know, I might I might pass pass you up on that, uh, but maybe I'll check it out on YouTube. I don't know if I want to torture myself. Yeah, I'll, I'll send I'll send you the link. I mean, yeah, send me a link. It, it's it's a very good song. Um, but yeah, the chart is well, most of the recent DDR has pretty awesome music. I don't have any you know qualms with with that. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, it would be cool to to have a, a stamina chart for. I mean, the song's only two minutes long, but you can. I think you, it's a step for stamina. Zaya step a chart in Cirque Enzo, I think. Yeah, you can. Uh, in, like, you can loop it. Um, but yeah, sorry, uh, you were talking about the uh, sort of timing window thing yeah. and, and so, scoring versus passing. Yeah. So for for foot speed, that the whole you know great window thing, I I agree. I always thought that that strategy really felt like bracketing to me, you know? Like, it's just, like, BSing. Like, you're... I don't know. And it's kind of a slippery slope to say that kind of stuff because, like, where you draw the line as to, like, what's legit and what's not. And, I mean, if you're hitting the arrows... Yeah, you're still hitting the arrows, but it's, like, you're not <laughs> I mean, really I, moving at I, that I, I used to do that like, on, um, like, really fast drills in in ITG. Like, oh, yeah. um, like on Fuck DJ. Well, you had to for that one, that, right? That like it's like twenty fourth at that speed. At twenty fourth at like two thirty yeah. or something. That like I mean two thirty eight. That yeah, you just like you start it a little bit early and then you end it a little bit late, but you still kind you usually can yeah, kind you can of still combo, combo it. it, combo through mm -hmm. it. So, um, yeah. I, I think it does kind of have a place. Um, I think it's a cool mechanic for for that kind of situation. I think for 
it, but it, but it does, it, like you said, it, it doesn't work for like 500 measures of something. Yeah, you can't get away. It will not help you at all. Like that skill will not will not help you. So when you see these people that get, you know, like 69% passes, nice uh, with like, you know, 800 grades or whatever, like, you know, just keep in mind, like that's through like a stream that's, you know, hundreds of measures long or, you know, some ridiculous amount of measures for the the relative BPM in a lot of cases. Not always, obviously. I mean, there's people of all different skill levels. In terms of your question uh, about like progression and stuff um, and how score correlates to that, I mean, it, it comes down to what your objectives are with the game. Um, like there are people that, uh, you know, are very, Trying to think of the way to put it. There are people that are very proud and unwilling to compromise on their FA. And I think these people tend to have a lot of trouble being successful with stamina because it like um it sort of forces you to adjust your mindset if you if you want to be competitive. Because my number one thing is like it doesn't matter how good you can score on something if you can't consistently pass it. And if you're passing it is contingent on you having, you know, 95% fantastics and you're feeling like you're not getting that, or you're feeling like you're missing too many arrows, you're not going to finish the song. If you don't finish the song, well, then you didn't pass it. So I, I think it's really easy for people coming from, from other disciplines to fall into the trap of thinking they need to approach stamina in the exact same way. Now, a lot of those skills will transfer. Like being able to time well is definitely going to make you a monster at Salmon FA, right? Like, uh, you know, um, like Evan Sather recently. Oh yeah, he's he's a legend. I don't, I don't know if you've been seeing his some of his score. I mean, he's playing like fourteens, fifteens, sixteens, I think. But he's getting what's, what's his name on SRPG? Uh, is it just is it, Evan Sather? Like Clint Beastwood? Clint Beastwood? Maybe. Probably? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I mean, he's getting like two or three percent like white fantastics on stuff. Yeah, like it's just on on you know two you know two thousand three thousand note charts. Um, but I yeah. mean, he, he, he as you were kind of alluding to, like he's an old school like ITG player, so I think he has that kind of like built in. But and uh, I know, I mean, from my own experience, and you know, talking to to Ninjafar, um, that he kind of struggles with this too. Of that like. It, it's so hard like once you get a miss or something you're like oh like and it, it's re really yeah. hard to break that that perfectionist like mindset so zetrix he calls this the trap like you you have all this stamina and then like you end up in a situation where like you know for him it was like he suddenly like realized that he was like really good at scoring on on like stamina stuff like for a long time he was he had really good foot speed and like you know passable fa but his stamina kind of sucked but he like had really good willpower so he could just push through it but then him and uh raw input uh mike got into like this spat over cranked pastry when that came out and like you know neither of them they both sorry guys you both kind of sucked at stamina back then <laughs> you're both you know amazing now but back then you both kind of sucked <laughs> and uh they were like you know betting on which of them could pass a 19 first from the pack and uh, Phil realized as he was going through the pack and trying to get better at it that he could just score really well on this stuff as he gained more and more stamina. And he got all these ridiculous records, and then he passed last trip, like, first person to get that, and, you know, he got a 
pretty decent first pass on it. And then he came back and got the, like the world record on that. And, but, uh, it's like, as you get more and more of these sorts of scores, it's like get into this mindset where like you start getting those misses and you're like, ah, I'm doing bad on this song. I'm going to stop. And then as you stop on more and more songs, stamina gets worse. Stop, start passing less and less stuff, start passing easier stuff and not harder stuff. And, uh, it's just like a, a cycle. Um, and, uh, so as much fun as Salmon FA is, I, I want to caution people against getting into that specific mindset where you're not willing to accept anything less than like a high 99 mm-hmm. or a 99 on something. If you want to push beyond the level of content that you're doing, you absolutely need to accept the fact that you're going to get lower scores on faster stuff, on harder stuff, especially when you first start playing it. Totally. Yeah, I've definitely been tweaking my brain to accept this. Like, I, I, I try to play, like, a few Stamina Face songs in a row and then play one song that's, like, out of my comfort zone and just try to mm-hmm. only focus on my form and literally nothing else. Like, I will look to the screen for, like, directional information and literally just focus on, okay, yeah. where exactly am I putting my foot for literally each arrow? Um, and that's been a good way to, like, kind of take the focus off the score and just focus on technique and like with that breathing and with that like you know quote unquote stamina yeah yeah roger you kind of fall into this this trap i think right yeah it's it's tough because like on some level like there's all kinds of stuff going on inside my head about like oh i don't really care about stamina what i really care about is score and so like when i'm playing like and i see you know, that I'm getting, like, quads on 13s and stuff, like, I know that means that I should be playing 14s, but, like, I try it, so good. and it hurts, <laughs> and I'm like, eh, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and, like, I, I don't really know what the solution is. I guess it's, like, what uh, Omid just said, like, uh, the the few 14s and stuff that I've, that I've cleared, and the harder, like, the kind of, like, the foot speed 13s, like, the things that I do to keep going are like think about my breathing and uh i i count the percent in japanese like i read the percent (laughs) as it's climbing up and i and i count it in japanese in my head because i'm not very good at doing that and it takes a lot of mental effort for me to do it so it like kind of takes the cpu away from (laughs) the pain but I, i i don't really know what to do about it other than to just force myself to play harder songs i and i guess that's the point of stamina rpg which i actually haven't officially started yet i've just been playing some songs from it um so i think i'm going to start that tomorrow once i get it installed yeah but, dive in, dive in um it's super easy like you know if you as long as you've got your account on groove stats uh it's i've i've tried to make it as simple as possible uh like that's the whole reason why I didn't have scoring as a, a thing before last year was because I, I wanted it to be very low effort for everyone involved. Like it's just scan your screen, QR codes, just like it's it's very, very easy. You know, not quite as convenient maybe as like EMUs or something, but well, damn near close. It's definitely an interesting approach to that. And I, I, th- I think it's like, I think it's a really good feature, especially because you know, you don't have to have some kind of complicated profile mechanism and anyone can just walk onto the machine and play it and the QR code like works the same. Yeah. It has but there's also some problems with it too. Um, I mean, it's, it's not 
perfect. So, I mean, you mentioned groove stats, which is the first time we've said that word this entire <laughs> I know, this, time. This the last couple of minutes, I've been thinking like, man, like there's so much stuff we haven't talked about, and I don't even know if we're gonna get to it. it. It's been like an hour and a half already, believe it or not. So, that, like I said, this is gonna be a stamina episode, baby. Um, yeah, uh, we, we do, keep so. going, Don. Let's go, Don. Let's go, let's no, go. Uh, we we can try and uh, wrap up shortly here. I'm sure people have got to eat dinner and stuff, but um, so you're the the developer and sort of admin of Groove Stats, correct? Yeah, which, which um, is I can... which is like a, the, I mean, well, let let him tell. What is it? What is what is this thing we call Groove Stats? Groove Stats uh, is like you know, it's. Uh... God, what was even that site called? Uh, NNR, or NNR or DDR Recall? I was going to say NNR. Yes, DDR Recall is the one I was thinking of, but NNR was also a thing. It's it's that, but for for uh, ITG. Um, site made by Chez originally. Uh, and um, I was an admin at one point, or a, a moderator. Mod. I think you probably might still be. No. I don't know. I don't think I ever... I, I got it yanked okay. at some point. Oh, well, I... Uh, <laughs> I might have purged everyone at some point because someone did bad stuff. And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't even know some of these people. I should probably just, like, redo this. Yeah. But I don't remember. Hmm. Well, just know that if, if if I ever actually removed you myself, it was not oh, no. personal I, or anything I, to do. I, 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 was, <laughs> I actually don't remember doing I just, it. So. I, it, was, it was so funny back in the day. I mean, because I, I was around the in the officials era of groove stats right, yeah. um and people would like fill like they would create a profile and like fill out like a hundred percent for every single score oh yeah and they probably spent like however long doing that and then there's just like one button that's just like nuke account and it's like <laughs> yeah it's I like s- why did you take all this time like do you, do you <laughs> think people are gonna believe you like yeah i always tell people when people are like oh man ian someone submitted all these scores to the rpg they they spent like like an hour checking all these songs off, and I'm just like, oh, and then I spend like you know twenty seconds like writing a query that just wipes it all out and cleans everything up. <laughs> it's like I almost feel bad doing it sometimes because it's like it's like oh, like, it you, takes them so much longer than it does you tried to do so it. Hard. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so Chess made it originally. Um, this would have been back around two thousand five, two thousand four, something like I, that. I was just looking up when I joined. Um, cause I, I, I saw it on there the other day and thought it, I, it was, I think October 3rd, 2004. Yeah. And the news posts on the site don't actually even go back that, that long. So like I, I had trouble digging some of this up when, when I, um, took over and I was sort of starting to get my history straight in, in case I ever had to answer questions about this kind of stuff. But, um, <laughs> GrooveStats 2.0, which is mostly a modern version of Groove Stats uh, that came about in 2006 in April. Um, and that was the same year that they added the custom song ranking. Um, so there was this functionality and this is sort of a big hub back in the day for, for where hard stuff was posted and, and ranked and stuff. You would uh, donate a little bit of money to Chez and then he would give you tokens that you could then use to upload charts uh like uh eternus oh yeah uh <laughs> i remember that one you stuffed that right yeah that's one of mine yep i i, I, I that still remember that yeah when when the the um the song tokens thing i totally forgot about that that yeah, yeah i, th- I think i got like two or three yeah, because i was a moderator yeah. and 
I for, I, I forgot. I uploaded some like keyboard chart or some other yeah. kind of thing too. Um, yeah. Oh man. Okay. So if I want to date myself, my, my site URL that I have on my profile. Oh, it's going to be a really low ass profile. No, it's profile ID. Oh, oh, I don't even know about my ID. No, I mean my, my, you can have your, like your website listed on your profile. So mine is still my, oh, my, okay. MySpace. Your MySpace. <laughs> it's listed nice. as my personal profile. What is your profile ID? Uh, 79. That's old. Mine's 6,562. But a lot of those are like probably bots because yeah, uh, there's not that many people. <laughs> um, no, I'm curious. I'm gonna look mine up. Now <laughs> oh, yours would be old too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, while you guys are enjoying uh, that trip down memory lane, um, yeah. So the custom song ranking was a thing. He added that, and then uh, eventually they he started moving away from in the groove. So pump it up pro was added in 2008. Um, which for those of you who are unaware, you know, the people that aren't super old, uh, that was basically the people that made in the groove went on to make pump it up pro one, uh, pump it up pro two sort of had some similar involvement, but the team was mostly different. Uh, but pro one, uh, was the first non ITG thing besides the custom pack ranking that got added on groove stats. And then in the groove rebirth was the first custom pack that was ranked uh, for in the groove that was also added in 2008 but around this time uh you know konami had sued and in the groove was sort of in its death throes so to speak and a lot of people were moving on including chez who probably you know has found better things to do with his life i assume since then uh, here's a bit of lore about groove stats that i think probably almost no one is aware of uh, Raw Input, who you might remember at the very beginning of this conversation, is the guy who won East Coast Stamina 8. He purchased Groove Stats from Chez. He actually is the person that owns the site. Oh, nice. Uh, so um, he's my buddy, uh, Harrisburg player on the East Coast. Uh, oh, yeah, and what did you even say? I'm, where are you from? I'm from the East Coast. Well, but, That's where all the stamina yeah, is. There you go. That works. I think it's worth noting that Groove Stats, like... You compared it to DD Recall or NNR, yeah. But Groove Stats has been around like at this point longer than any other dance game score ranking website, including EMUs. So <laughs> that's that's actually pretty like, funny to think about. There are more scores on Groove Stats, uh, even definitely more on Groove Stats than there ever were on NNR or DD Recall, and uh, I, I wonder how it compares to EMUs just in terms of like the numbers of of like records that exist on there um there's there's a lot um it's in the the hundreds of thousands i think there's almost a million score entries um wow are you guys still working on it like oh yeah Uh, it's actively i mean all the the srpg stuff is all hosted on groove stats um it uses the groove stats uh you know database um so it, it all touches and connects and stuff. Are, are you a, a, a developer in your, your real life as well? Yes. Um, I wouldn't classify myself as a particularly skilled one, but uh, the, the one thing I have going for me is that I'm, I'm willing to do a lot of this work that a lot of people aren't willing to, <laughs> to put all that time into. So even though I'm not the most competent coder, I've, I've kept Groove Stats alive and somewhat relevant for nine years now. I, got involved in 2011 
It's a stamina, baby. Uh, so. Yeah, that's <laughs> it all comes back. You're just you're, you're just persistent. I yes, I I often joke that I'm eventually going to become the best stamina player because everyone else is going to move on from the game or get old or break their legs or whatever, and I'm still going to be playing, and I'll still be passing the same stuff I was, but uh, I'll be the best by default. So. <laughs> Awesome. Were, were there uh, any other uh, Twitter questions that you saw there that you wanted to uh, to hit on really quick? Uh, let me make sure there wasn't anything else <sighs> major. <laughs> what was the worst stamina meta and why is it jump stream? I think we covered that. <laughs> we did I touch on that I don't understand why Tommy likes Gangster Town. Oh yeah, I, I so did much. actually have an answer to that one. I said it's definitely not Gangster Town. That's just way too much of a hot take. But there are way too many good songs in SRPG to just pick one. So I actually don't have one that I could go with. If I was going to go with one, it would probably be one of the spoiler songs. So I probably wouldn't say it on uh, this anyway. There we go. Um, so that's actually a cool thing about SRPG that we, we, we've we only alluded to. But basically the, the idea that when you do these quote-unquote quests, you do quests, you unlock songs. And then you get to download those unlocks and put them in your folder and play. And it's like it actually feels like you're unlocking stuff like you would in the game it's really cool like i i think it's a it's a neat take yeah it's a you know i'm kind of rolling and i i touched on this earlier like how it combines different aspects of my favorite things and it's like kind of a little throwback to uh you know like the old days when you'd have to put in the pad code to to unlock pandemonium or exactly. like you know go into the menu to to get boss songs or whatever in your ddrs or was it the menu and did you have to put a pad code in for that i don't even know yeah, um, I mean, it'd be really cool if you just like had your own version of Stepmania, like with a custom theme, hey, and actually built like built-in song unlocks for doing certain quests and things like that. Yeah, I, I've thought about it. It's <laughs> something I'm interested in doing. It's you know, with all this stuff, it's always a matter of I have a million ideas. Like that's another thing. I I'm not a competent coder, but I have a lot of ideas. And it's always a matter of how do I prioritize these ideas? Like what matters the most to me? What matters the most to the community? And like, you know, what do I need to do right now? And there's a million things competing for my attention, but um, QR codes I thought were a quick fix to get things like integrated in a way that was a low level lift for people that were on the theme side so that I didn't have to ruin their life with my weird musings. <laughs> and, uh, down the road, I would definitely like to do integration with Groove Stats in, in themes, but that would definitely in, involve help from people like Sujit and uh, Dan, uh, DBK2, um, who, There's by all... the way, I just want to give him a huge shout out because he's largely... Okay, there's a lot of people that appreciate him, but it is not stated nearly often enough how much he has done. Um, like, setting aside however you feel about like the aesthetic of Simply Love, which is not his aesthetic, by the way. It was not his design. He just picked it up from what was built in 395 by Matt and Laura. Um, everything he's done to build out that theme and to just make it just this awesome platform for, for playing, you know, I want to say in the groove, but it's kind of just step mania at this point, but don't worry about that. <laughs> Um, I mean, so everything he's done is amazing. Sorry to, to interrupt, but I mean, you said a really interesting thing that it is more of a platform than a theme, actually. Yeah, like it absolutely it, is. It, it's the the theme 
to me it speaks to the athet- the aesthetic but like the platform is like the features yeah and you know what like that's what people don't get like when when i when people and, and like i hate to talk about negative stuff but like you know when people like rag on the way that simply love looks or whatever it's just like and they're like why, why doesn't someone just make another theme already why does no one use anything else it's like because nothing else has what simply love has there's so much stuff that's baked into that theme like you have no idea how deep it goes there's so much stuff that's just not in you know your bread and butter sm5 build mm-hmm. you know the, your bread the and amount butter of SM5. work that it would take to to actually do that is like absolutely non-trivial it would yeah. take like it would be a job like an actual job and you would definitely need to pay people to do it and um, you know um i do want to give a shout out to jim uh, aorio as well because he's been actually working on another thing that uses a lot of the the core mechanics that exist in simply love but do another spin on it you know um it's uh digital dance is the name of it which is based off of a really old meme <laughs> from i think phil's zedrix's dad uh it's definitely called... a great name yes it's fantastic uh it's it's absolutely fantastic uh but so that's a thing uh if if simply love isn't your thing try digital dance uh it's on github it's linked on standard rpg4 just go get it um and really quick we had uh zedrix ask three questions here um do you want to do you want to pick one of them to uh he he said, uh, "What are some of your favorite and least favorite tournament moments? Um, how have the rules and format of ECS changed over time? And then, out of everyone who completed the Dirk challenge, who is your favorite? So, you know, pick one of those." Yeah, I definitely need to answer his question since I've mentioned him so much on this podcast. Um, so, um, favorite and least favorite tournament memories: uh, the record from ECS 2, I think it was, uh, which I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that for that one. <laughs> um, that one gets kind of dirty. Uh, how the rules and formats changed. Uh, the rules and format evolved as my competency with Excel and Google Sheets <laughs> evolved, <laughs> and then my willingness to invest answer. time into developing like infrastructure for like websites and stuff uh specifically for the events evolved so like it's gotten basically like my skill with uh different applications and with programming as that's improved and my um my willingness to spend more and more time and effort and in many cases money on this stuff as that's increased the format has evolved and it's it's been driven very largely um by those factors i would say would be the biggest ones um does that sort of cover that answer yeah i'm just trying to, no. to hit each of them briefly um and out of everyone who can play the dirt challenge who's your favorite well that's no contest although okay so if we're saying that you completed the dirt challenge phil then it would be you but you didn't complete it what what really. what is the Dirk challenge? I'm trying to decide if I want to answer that question or if I want people to just wonder. Well, we, we, we can just <laughs> we like can let deep them wonder. Stamina lore. We'll, we'll we'll let them wonder. They can they can look it up. Yeah, ask around. <laughs> you know, this is a community building thing. Ask around. What what is the Dirk challenge? Yeah. Um, 
Um, what... All right. So before we hop off, uh... sorry, Dal, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was just. I mean, I was just going to ask for plugs. That's exactly what I was going to ask go, for. Go for so it. How... Yeah. How can people find you? What should people do if they want to start playing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay. Um, this is one of those things I probably should have prepared for, but did not. Uh, so I'm just going to wing it. How can people find me? I'm on Facebook uh, as Ian Piles. You probably have a mutual friend with me if you play dance games. Um, there's also the Stamina Nation Discord. Um, and uh, I'm pretty active there. If you if you request a role... You can find that on Groove Stats. It's on the, the social sidebar. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> Should have mentioned that. Um, but yeah, if you end up requesting a role or whatever in the suggest request channel, I will probably be the one that fills it unless it's between the hours of uh, I go to bed and I wake up. <laughs> um, if you want to get into tracking your scores on GrooveStats, it's just GrooveStats.com. Uh, there's every relevant pack, basically, that has been in tournaments, has been asked for, uh, or has been judged to be super good by usually me is ranked on Groove Stats, so if you like playing custom stuff on In the Groove, or even if you just want to track your officials, Groove Stats is the place to go. Um, there's obviously also Stamina RPG, which is also the qualifier for East Coast Stamina 9, which we also managed to not talk about at all on this. Um, but uh, that's a tournament. It's an event. Um, Stamina RPG is cool. You should sign up for that. You just need a Groove Stats account. And... Uh, just register on group stats and then go to the Stamina RPG 4 link and you can get in on it. Uh, I recommend using, again, either Simply Love or the Digital Dance theme for Stepmania 5 as those both support QR code uh, scores of missions and QR codes with this uh, format or with this event, I should say, are very cool because um, it allows for me to give you feedback when you submit those scores. Uh, so like I can show you, hey, uh, on the website that comes up, it'll be like, you gain this much experience, and so on and so forth. So definitely recommend QR codes. Uh, you can still enter scores manually, though, on the same RPG website uh, if you don't want to go with that. Um, What's your... You got Venmo, Cash App? <laughs> I should have something set up for that. Someone <laughs> randomly set up, like, a GoFundMe last year. Shouts to Kurt, I guess, for that. But it's, like, not being used anymore. I, I will put a donation link at some point on the Stamina RPG website. Uh, if you like what I do, please donate because I spend so much money on commissions for music and mixing and art and venue-like considerations and prizes and free prizes for the like the ECS .5 tournaments that I mail out to every corner of planet Earth. I'm, yeah, um, I'm sure. I'm sure we can uh, help help fund you somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd be happy to. The 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 the, the community's pretty good at that that sort of thing. I found. Yeah. Yeah. Just FYI, and I don't like to harp on this. In fact, I don't think I've ever really said anything about it publicly. But uh, ECS operates at a very large loss. It is definitely in the red every single year. So seriously, if you like the stuff that I do. Um, I will be able to do more of it and devote more of my time to it if you help out. If you feel you got so a Twitch, they can sub they can subscribe to your Twitch, right? Yeah, just subscribe to my Twitch. 
Um, I'm affiliate on there, so I get money, supposedly. I've, I've never actually checked, but I think I do. I, I think it's really important to emphasize that, like, everything that's done, especially in the ITG community, is, like, completely grassroots, and people are doing all of this stuff in their spare time. And, like, I, I just want to say thanks for putting the effort into it, because, you know, like, me and these guys, we do a lot of this stuff, too. And I think that it just, people need, need to just kind of, like, think about that for a second. Um, I, I, at some point, I, I was, like, harping on Simply Love or something on Twitter one day, and Ash Astral was, like, you know, like, our friends are the ones who, like, do this stuff, like, for free. And, like, instantly, I was just like, oh my god, like, I can't believe that I was, that I was so mean about this. And not only that, like, it just instantly made me want to give them money, or, like, actually, you know, try and promote everything. Like, it, it's it's crazy the amount of work and the amount of resources that you and everyone else puts into this stuff for basically the just the love of it and that's like really amazing i think yeah i mean i think that's what makes like the itg like community so tight like close-knit especially compared to like the ddr community even is just because like people are just pouring their you know heart and soul into like creating step charts and graphics and like um, I tried to make a stamina chart recently. It's not easy. <laughs> you think you could just throw some 16s oh, on there, but man, like, I, I was really, like, I was like, man, mm, these are not pitch relevant steps I, at all. Yeah, I really wish I would have, I would have been able to touch on that too. <laughs> Zaya did a whole, uh, fucking like PowerPoint presentation that was like a million slides long at SaminaCon last year. Um, uh, just talking about writing stamina ch- step charts. Like, for anyone that thinks it's just random streams, it's not. There's it's a whole not. different meta involved with writing those competently. So, yeah, I mean, my, mine was not competent. Yeah. So. Well, it, it just takes time. I'm, I'm sure you would. You're, you're OG step artist, man. You've been around forever. Like, Eternus, man. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, old school. Let, let, let's talk about the chart on that one and not the cut. <laughs> yeah, don't don't worry about that stuff. But yeah, seriously, speaking of, of everyone that contributes and stuff, I, I would be remiss if I didn't thank everyone that's that's been involved with Stamina RPG especially, but also like, you know, all the people that helped with Stamina Con and stuff last year, even for stuff as, as little as just like helping me carry shit around and set up and, and things. Like there's over 20 people, you know, that contributed in different ways to Stamina RPG 4, you know? And there were over 20 people last year that contributed, whether it be through, like, charts or helping me pick songs to use or, like, on the programming end of it, um, or art or music or mixing or whatever. So there's there's so many people. Um, and uh, seriously, big shout-outs to all of you guys. Um, I, I, I really appreciate everyone that is willing to put up with me and work with me on this stuff. Uh, usually... Um, it's unfortunate, but a lot of the, the more important work ends up being unpaid and, you know, somewhat thankless work in a lot of cases. And, uh, I just want you to know, I thank you for it. Like Dom, all the help you did with like programming. I love you. (laughs) Uh, Dan, like we were talking about you, everything you've done with Simply Love. It's such an amazing theme. Uh, Sujit. Platform. 
yeah, platform. It really should just be called a platform at this point. Um, I'm not going to mm-hmm. go down a list of names. You know, Pluto, I, I have to mention her and, and anyone else. But, like, it's just uh, there's so many people that do so much cool stuff in so many different ways, whether it be, like, the music with Remy and, and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, I, I really appreciate just how much of a community effort this whole thing is. Awesome, man. Well, it's been an absolute blast having you on and uh, definitely some heartfelt stories were shared and, you know, this might be our longest episode yet and I'm kind of glad that that's the case (laughs) because stamina. (laughs) It's appropriate. It's it's only appropriate. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. So we have a tradition here on the show. Uh, You know, I think we should still do it even though... Uh, we're not really talking about DDR anymore, so let's let's go ahead. No, All no, right, no. Guys, wait, we'll... wait, wait! I got an idea. Uh, I got uh, I got an idea. Uh, uh. Is, is there is there like a stamina chant? Can we say stamina nation instead? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm into it. It's it's almost the same number of syllables too. Yeah, stamina nation. All right. So, thank you for playing and stamina, stamina nation. Sorry if yeah. I got too rambly at points. I had no, a really dude, bad tendency to do it's, that. It is awesome. Um, that's what always happens with the show, just because we can talk forever about this stuff. So, and it's just always great to get different view viewpoints and, and plus we have nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, All right.